Jumping on to subject number two now, this is the Medicine Man Association. For those that don't know, the Navajo Nation has a, a Medicine Man Association. If you know how to be a spiritual healer and you got a gift and you want to get paid legally for um, uh, helping people, then you join the Medicine Man Association and that's where they give you, you know, um, the paperwork to fill out. So when you do have clientele, they fill it out and they write down how much they gave you and what kind of services you gave, like either a ceremony or just like a, a prayer service, you know, something small. And this is where I never really got the time to really find out the information about this, which is when... The Navajo Nation got uh, a lot of money last year. Um, I, I, I'm assuming it was at seven hundred million dollars, and everybody like the comp tro the the controller, comptroller, whatever that troll lady, her and Jonathan Nez and all those crooked uh, thieves up there in Winderock, they were trying to figure out how they were going to steal the money. So, one of the things they did was give that money to the Medicine Man Association, and then. Um, uh, what I was also told was that that money originally was supposed to be for the veterans. And I'm like, come on, Jonathan Nez, really? Well, what did we veterans ever do to you? What would we veterans ever do to Perlene Kirk, you know? I just, it just really, um, it was just really troublesome, you know? It's really frustrating because I don't understand what we ever did to these guys, you know? And they're kind of looking at the veterans organizations like, uh, like we're just uh, hungry res dogs that can't do damn thing for ourselves, which I'm trying to change, but as I, as I got done explaining in the last episode, nobody really wants to help me. So um, so what they did was they gave this money to the Medicine Man Association, but they told everybody on the reservation, you can't have ceremonies. So it's like, well then, what the hell good is having a Medicine Man Association if... They're not being sought after for their expertise in dealing with something such as the coronavirus. And if anyone would know anything about it beyond any medical staff or anyone with, uh, you know, hardcore medical training, it would have, it would have been the medicine men. They would have came together and they would have said, you know. Let's go make an announcement to the public. Let's let's get on the radio since KTNN likes to run their mouths a lot. You know, let let's get on there. Let's go tell the the listeners. Look, this is how we situated this coronavirus. You know, it's it is it has come from years of abuse and all the negative things we say to each other. That's where it started from. And you know, yeah, it is it is um, a scientific biological weapon <laughs> basically and all we have to do is just you know learn how to um center ourselves to harmonize and to balance our lives with uh, mother nature you know something it doesn't have to be that complex it could have been something real simple like that and that's where you know i'm kind of looking at like what's the point of giving the medicine man association all this money when they haven't done anything with it and now that the tribe has gone through this um, this phase where face masks are kind of like, you know, not really being so much a requirement now in public, but they are required in like 
stores and facilities and whatnot. Uh, Clagato store, I, I think they took down their sign because I walked in there one day without a face cover just to see what was going to happen. They didn't say anything. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, um, and so that's where I was kind of thinking, if these, if the Medicine Man Association wants that money or if they need it, fine, that's great. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure they deserve it, but they can't do anything with it. You know, they, they really can't make, um, a public service announcement. They can't really start something, um, as far as having small little ceremonies, you know, performed, you know, at one location where, if you really needed something, you'd have to go over there and, you know, make sure you're wearing your face cover and make sure you social, social distance. And, um, like, like a Hogan approved place. And, you know, with, with the CDC guidelines, you know, since everybody was so worried about that, that's where I think they could have, you know, definitely took it in that direction. But to give them money that was supposed to go to the veterans and then they haven't done anything about it, I'm like... Well, then you might as well just give it to the veterans, you know, and let them spend it how they see fit. They're the ones that defended the country when, you know, especially the older groups. The Korean War, since we've already lost a lot of uh, World War veterans, you know, just the Korean War veterans and um, the later, the Desert Storm veterans and, excuse me, and the uh, Iraqi War veterans. And that's where, you know, if if they drink, well, you know what, that that's on them. But there are some that really needed that that money, that really needed the help. I know, I know, I did. It would definitely save me from going through all this uh, mechanical nonsense that I'm going through with the vehicles right now. And I would have been able to just hurry up and get the vehicle running, and that way I would have been more proactive, productive. And when these uh, skinwalkers put their curse on me, as far as the vehicle goes, it wouldn't have been as damaging as it turned out to be. So anyways, um, and then another thing about this Medicine Man Association is I want to go over there as a representative for the Fort Defiance Agency. And I want to, wherever they're located, knock on the main door and I want to say, oh yeah, hello, I'm the uh, Fort Defiance Agency veteran secretary. My name is uh, Mateo. And I want to know if there's a way that, you know, we can talk about working with each other because the veterans, they can only do so much, but they are also kind of lacking in spiritual, uh, spiritual guidance. And, you know, maybe if you can have one of your medicine men come over to one of our meetings and do a proper blessing rather than doing an invocation prayer, you know, that would, I think would kind of help us out. And the veterans would kind of like, kind of come together and say, okay, all right, we, we kind of forgot where we were, where we were there for a little bit as far as um, how we interact with the world nowadays. And it's like, oh yeah, we do have a culture. We do have a heritage and we do need to have a spiritual advisor come on in and, and, you know, do a decent ceremony. Uh, So that way we can restore our, our courage and get rid of the fear of the coronavirus, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I'm not going to figure out all these things for them, but you know, that's just kind of one of the ideas I had. And, and and that goes to another point is, um, invocations, you know, that I really don't like to participate in because the way I see it, um, our fate is in our hands and, 
yeah, there, there's a God and all this stuff, but I just think that it would be prudent. It would be, we'd be a lot better off if we could just stick to what we can do rather than always relying on a prayer to, to help us get through um, uh, a meeting. And that's where I really don't associate, I don't like to associate myself with prayers. And when I went to Sawmill, the commander was like, Mateo, can you do a prayer? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. And, you know, everybody kind of kept waiting on me. So I was like, you know what? This is this is the only one time I'll do this for you guys. So I did a half-assed prayer. I didn't, you know, I just didn't like saying the words. And at the end, I just didn't like saying amen. You know, it's like, I was like, but I had to do it that way because everybody's already been indoctrinated in like a religious background as far as Christianity, Catholicism and all that goes. Cause a lot of them went to boarding schools and whatnot. So I just, I just want to say at the next agency meeting, um, I want to look at all the commanders and I want to tell them if I ever go to your veteran meeting, do not ask me to pray. Cause I just don't want to do it. That's really got nothing with what my mission is. And I'd rather just keep working at what we can out here. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, and on the day I die, well, I guess I'll find out, you know, how, what I lived through, you know, was it even worth it helping people out? Then get judged by pe- people saying, oh, well, you're an atheist and you don't believe in God. It's like, it really has nothing to do with believing in God for me. It just has to do with. Uh, not having too much time to always worry about if I'm doing the right thing or not. And that's where I was trying to get to about that mental conditioning. But uh, since I had Navajo Pedro with me, I really didn't want to get, you know, I know he wanted a lot of stuff to say too. So I just had to be cautious with my time and I figured, oh, well, I'll do it for season two. But this is also kind of a good little segue um, for this, um, for this topic. Now, Going back to that Medicine Man Association um, and the office of the president. Now, I don't know who exactly decided to give that money to the Medicine Man Association, but if it was Jonathan Nez, then I really question, where in the hell is this guy's mind at? Because if he wants to give money to the Medicine Man Association, why didn't he ever use them for like spiritual guidance, spiritual um, services, you know, to, so that way, you know, um, the Navajo times and KTNN, they can always report on that saying, Oh yeah, he, he got with the medicine man association. They're trying to do a prayer for the entire reservation and the Navajo people and beyond, you know, just to make it look good, you know, the rest of the United States and the world. Um, but he didn't do that, you know? So it's kind of like, well, what is, what is your master plan there guy? Because you don't really seem to have a plan and, you're just, you just seem to be doing things that'll make you look good. But if you want to be a leader, you know, you have to accept the falls. You have to accept the criticisms and, um, and just the way he is, you know, he, like I was saying before, and uh, I think it was episode one, lack of leadership on the Navajo nation. Jonathan Nez doesn't look like a leader at all. He just looked like a dude that wanted to get voted back in because there was, he knew there was some money coming in somewhere, somehow him and his cronies, you know, they, they planned it out and it really came down to Jonathan Nez and Joe Shirley Jr. And 
you know, South Park did a perfect episode on uh, um, elections where they were saying, you're always going to have a choice between a douche and a turd. You're never going to get that right candidate. So that's pretty much what it came down to was a douche and a turd with Jonathan Nez and uh, Joe Shirley Jr. No matter who you were going to vote in, there was still going to be some shady crap going on, you know. But is it really that we have to keep looking at these morons to, to get us out of the situation they put us in? Or is it up to people that can think and outmaneuver what they're trying to do? And, you know, is nonprofit the way to go? Is uh, small business, you know, really where it's at? You know, if, if that is, then we really need to work harder and we got to stop being a bunch of uh, crybabies saying, you know, we didn't get our money. You guys didn't give us the money you promised. And what happened with this money, that money? And money, money, money. Money is always going to be a problem no matter what. But as long as you create a legacy, as long as you got something to stand on, I think that would work out a lot better because then it shows that you've actually tried something that nobody has really, really pushed before. And, and that's where, uh, you know, as far as the medicine man association goes, where, what is their motto? What is their mission statement? What are they, uh, an organization or what are they an association for? What is their purpose? And to me, once again, it probably goes back to money to where these, these medicine men just want to get tax-free money. And, you know, that's where I'm kind of like, that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that they would just do that for themselves. But then again, it, it does make sense because if they can do that, why can't veterans do that? You know, um, as I have has said before, veterans, some of them that I talk to, they they wanted to guard the borders during the time when the tribe was going on those lockdowns and quarantines and whatnot, no movement and all that crap. And, and a lot of them were saying, you know, yeah, we wouldn't mind, you know, staying awake, doing shifts, you know, making sure the wrong people don't come in and all that stuff. So that's where, um, you know, you know, it was, it was like using a lot of resources by having the Navajo nation, uh, police department, become you know border security <laughs> and while that happened and man i i don't know how true this is but i'm pretty sure the domestic violence rate rose so high because the cops had a slow reaction time and and that's something that you know i i really want to know i want to find out that info I did call that woman's shelter down in Chin Lee and I did ask about it and they were like, yeah, it, it has risen. And two women have died because um, their jag-off boyfriends came back or they could only hold those ladies for like 30 days. Then they had to release them, you know, through through government contract or whatever, legal legal issues or whatever. So they those two ladies, uh, I don't know, they weren't related or anything, but they were two, from two different locations and both of them at their own separate time, they got they got murdered by, by their man or, you know, I, uh, whoever that, that piece of crap was that, that killed him. And, um, so that's where all this was just falling apart. And I'm like, damn, I really wish we could have a veteran meeting so I could, you know, tell this to them. So that's what I was trying to do. But, um, everybody was more about the fear. They were more about the pandemic or plandemic. And, um, 
I just kind of figured, you know what, at this point, let's just let it be the way it is because right now, um, I'm not in charge and I don't know who's in charge. So let's just let everything play out because, you know, that's just the way it's going to have to happen. So, you know, I could be wrong a lot on a lot of the stuff as far as the Medicine Man Association goes, but at some point, you know, I, I want to go over there and find out for myself, excuse me, like I said, um, how everything's supposed to be, what is the mission statement, what's the purpose, uh, and how come, you know, they're not helping us, how come, you know, the time we needed them the most, you know, they, they never stood up. And they said, you know what, I'm not afraid of this coronavirus. I believe in my culture. I believe in my spirituality. I believe in my talents and my gifts as a medicine man that I, that I need to go out there and start helping the people bless the land and, you know, maybe do some kind of like drive up um, cleansing or something, you know. But they didn't do it. So, you know, that kind of leaves me dumbfounded and it just kind of makes me wonder more you know, is it really worth having that? If it is, well, then that's great. But if it's not, then um, we really need to do an evaluation of just exactly what it is we want and, you know, and how it is we're supposed to have this. Well, anyways, um, so that's going to do it for me on this uh, topic of the uh, Medicine Man Association. And so... um, I'm going to go ahead and move along and jump on next to subject number three.